0: i think we're in okay hello everyone <laughs> and welcome to episode 25 of uk league chat uh we're joined by munster rugby gaming academy manager mulgrew mulgrew how are you doing
1: i'm doing good thanks yeah thanks for thanks for having me on
0: good stuff you might be doing a bit better if the last game had gone a bit differently but yeah yeah <laughs> i mean it it, take
2: I... Him long. <laughs> it's,
1: a, it's a it's a rookie roster um, yeah. But I still think even even in the loss, there was you know I think a lot of good moments and potential. Shows, you learn so, you learn from you know, the we, losses, uh, don't you? Yeah, we go again tomorrow. You know, two games a week. You know, one one every week. We've got to we've got to keep the pattern going.
0: Well, like in usual, usually usually like round robins, it's like a fifty fifty win rate would usually get you in like playoffs. But I don't know yeah. UKL see How many how many playoffs are there?
1: Four. Um, I think it's top four.
0: Oh yeah, so well you'd be least... like scraping it then
1: yeah at least it's not a tower format, and we still get to play tomorrow, no matter what so.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly um so yeah, so um, we've got you on we're going to talk a bit about uh, obviously the monster um well the 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 split they're about to have and and I'll have in um but just before we even get into that uh, for those that don't know monster um previous to this split were feel and gaming um and uh since it's not really. it's not really been taken over as it? it's kind of well it's obviously like a, a rebrand but from what I understand is it mostly the same staff um
1: it, it, you... it, it's a, it's a partnership essentially so mm-hmm. we um still got all the same staff no one's been replaced um it's essentially they help us in terms of you know um sponsors they help us in terms of sort of trying to get um you know extra um extra staff and sort of extra support structure uh, around us um, obviously to sort of you know, <laughs> allow the players to have the best experience possible. So, you know, we're still the same people on, still got uh, Fern Dog is last split uh, Wings is still in charge, we've still got the same, you know uh, top-down structure, but um, it's just you know, they come in and they help us because um, um, uh, with the re- sort of resources and sort of partnerships that they have. So yeah, it's a uh, we're still in control and it's just sort of um, them bringing their same ethos of success and, you know, being, being an elite uh, sports organization, but mm-hmm. just trying to bring that into a, an esports space by, you know, helping, helping us out um, as and when we need it. Cool.
0: And is there any ideas how that came about? And obviously um, it might not be something you were too involved in yourself directly, but do you know if it was sort of feeling got the ball rolling on that or, you know, how did that come um, around? you know?
1: So I think there there have been some articles, and I um, I believe the the development officer at Munster was sort of looking for uh, you know esports to get into. But obviously, um, a lot of the traditional ways big sports teams get involved is by buying a franchise spot in a, in, a, in a top league, um, and that isn't you know necessarily possible for anyone uh, for everyone, since you know the price tags are uh, in the in the millions and millions.
2: Yeah, they're, they're, um, yeah, they're, they're a bit. They're a bit. Yeah. Aren't they?
1: A little bit more than pocket change. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think they were just looking for a way to get involved in esports, looking for a way to um, approach a younger target demographic audience. And, um, you know, with us being the, you know, the biggest um, Irish esports organization and sort of with our history in the UKLC, um, you know, being established in that league, it was just seemed like a a, a natural partnership.
0: Cool. And so that, that announcement came ra- came out pretty much as the NLC announcement, uh, pretty much at the same time. And once we obviously got in the NLC, um, so what was did you have any involvement with in kind of like an application, or, or what was really the process to get in the NLC? Because I know when the UK L C started, there was kind of an application type thing, um, and I think it was a bit more a bit more public. But the NLC was kind of just like, at least to to people to yeah. people like us on the outside, it was just announced, and these are the teams. So yeah what was that like was it something that they did have to apply and and was there was that kind of ongoing at the same time as the monster stuff then do you know or... um
1: so i wasn't really too involved in the um in the in the n l. c process mm-hmm. um but i believe a lot of the teams that were in the current u k l c because um I, I believe that that was sort of the only sort of teams they're going to look for um put put forward you know the, their cases to um to Riot and Dreamhack and then obviously um you know as you saw Barrage M&M and us were sort of the three orgs um that in addition to the academy teams that went over um because I think I'm not entirely sure based on results but you know obviously M&M have been pretty solid in terms of results over the past couple of splits they've always been sort of top four Barrage had a a really really good split last split, which is you know hats off to them um which I think helps as well, and then obviously um, in regular season, obviously we, we came seventh and then sixth. But um, previous the last split, we did the the, the insane gaunt run, which still <laughs> still gives special. me goosebumps today. Yeah, it's oh, fantastic. Where we, we ended up finishing third. Um, so I don't I don't really know the the specifics of any uh, application, but um, no, I think based on like previous split uh, results, you know that was sort of the. The top five teams, you know, Fnatic, Excel, and then Garage, Eminem, and us. Uh, fluctuating between splits, but yeah, that's uh, that's uh, pretty pretty much all I know. Yeah,
0: and what has it been like then? Because obviously you're you're now on the academy team because every you know yeah. every or every UK team in the NLC has their academy in the UKLC. Um, yeah. so what have been? has there been kind of any differences for you for yourself in in sort of the roster building type thing? Because um, we we spoke about it a, a little bit off the stream, but we'd had Smeagol on before and he said that he was uh, at some point supposed to be the coach of the academy team. And then the plan was to kind of have like a 10-man roster situation, which I think, I think I, I'm, am I right in, in uh, presuming that was Ferndog's idea? Because I think um, he was quite a will... fan of that at Excel as well.
1: Yeah. So yeah. obviously a, a 10-man roster is something that is um, fairly common within uh, yeah esports now like excel obviously um a key example <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the the negatives of sharing a room but yeah obviously um 10-man rosters aren't anything new in esports yeah. and uh if done correctly um the sort of level of players you can get in the flexibility you can have um you saw it with um was it Shawk and the lec uh, transferring mm-hmm. their erl bot lane um into the main team and based on performance so uh, for us, having having a high performance environment is, you know, what we want to focus on. Um, so that that, that was uh, what we we're intending to do um, at the start of the split. But obviously, as more details were released, um, we realised, you know, that um, that that wouldn't be possible. That wouldn't be allowed. So, um, you know, our uh, our academy plans changed from uh, if we can't have a ten man roster. We're going to get in the three best up and coming rookie talents that uh, we, we felt that like we could find, and then um, get in those, um, you know, Diva and uh, uh, Blue Spirits, yeah, who as, a, as our import options to sort of um, give some sort of stability and sort of um, players that, you know, are, that the rookie can learn from uh, in mm-hmm.
0: the team. Yeah, and you, you mentioned there about um, that, yeah, the, those plans were kind of scuppered with the details. So um, there was then. You know uh, a rule implemented that you so was it you just couldn't you couldn't essentially have a fluid roster in that sense so you couldn't yeah, yeah. you know if you U- wanted to you UKLC couldn't swap you
1: players. Your... yeah yeah you you players can't play nlc yeah.
0: uh, do, do you know Obviously, if there was a if um if nlc or dreamhack if, if they had any sort of specific reason for that because i couldn't when i heard about that i wasn't quite sure what really with the point uh,
1: I, i'm i'm not too sure to be honest yeah. um uh it it may be down to you know it being a bit it being a a fledgling league so Mm. maybe they want some sort of stability with people not you know moving rosters around and stuff like that Um, because i know some teams may not be able to field um strong 10-man rosters and stuff like that so maybe they feel like they'll wait for the league to stabilize a bit first before allowing that but um i i I can't speak for dreamac um Unfortunately, so, you know,
2: it's The, just, um, the only thing happened. I can think of is that, like, because obviously the qualification rules for each league is different in the NLC to UK- UKLC, and same with the Tealian Masters, that maybe they just decided we're just going to just not allow any changes whatsoever in both. But it, it does feel a little bit odd because, like, if you have got... So, say, like, you've got someone who's absolutely smashing it for the academy side wouldn't it just be better just to give them even at least one or two games in the in the nLC and 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 that isn't that how the process should work it's kind of not just throwing them in straight away but then actually kind of giving them a chance as a part in the in the main team and then maybe the next split if they do do well then you know kind of continue that but um I, I wonder if it's just more of a brand thing with the NLC that yeah. they just kind of wanted to 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 keep these branded players and keep these players for the entire split which makes it more recognizable and easy for them to kind of create these video packages, because um, the one which the NLC did on, was it Ty- uh, Taiki, Takai, or something like that, um, uh, which was, yeah, the Ents player, yeah, and they kind of did a video package on him, that's a lot of resources to put in, imagine if he was then benched because <laughs> of they just wanted to do some changes, that kind of ruins everything like yeah. that, so... Where in the L E C and other leagues like that you can kind of get away with just benching these players, Oh, we'll just leave that, put that in the back burner. Mm. But they seem like they they do wanna be branding at least individual players for each team.
0: Yeah, it's a good point, especially where they've got the um like the BBC deal and everything and you know, if, if you're gonna get more casual viewers that mm. don't know who every player is. And if they watch it one week and they feel like they kinda of like it and then next week all the players well, obviously it's not gonna change that much, but you know, the players they were starting to get used to are suddenly different, then they're gonna be um a bit confused I think so yeah I guess that kind of makes sense um so when that rule was then um kind of announced or you guys were made aware of that was that quite late on into the roster building then was that a a bit of a a bit of a kind of a panic a bit of a rush
1: um it was certainly an an unforeseen hurdle um but um it it obviously wasn't too late um we still had uh, enough time to sort of get a Get what I still think is a, a really good roster and yeah. more of a more of a development roster, which is you know um, something that we wanted to do is to use use an academy team properly um, mm-hmm. and sort of um, allow those players to from the very start um, you know be given the access to the main team scrims and being able to sort of um, you know grow and develop rather than pick up bad habits. Mm-hmm. Um, you know having that structure in from uh, their very. Much their very first split, especially their very first split in the UKLC. Um, so yeah, it, it was it was a hurdle, but um, you know, it was still uh, you know enough time to sort of put a, a solid roster together. Yeah,
2: I think it's a I think it's a good point because like what I so when I did the rankings for the UKLC, I, I did put the academy teams a lot lower than what the other teams, like the enclaves and stuff like that. And I don't, that's not really a detriment, I think, to what the organisation because I do think that. A lot of these Academy sides, uh, the NLC Academy sides, have gone for a development. They've gone for kind of players who they're going to take kind of a bit of a risk on. And, you know, if you're an Enclave, if you're like a Bulldogs, if you're a London Esports, your your goal is not to develop talent. Your goal is to pick the best you can do and get promoted to the, uh, the NLC. Yeah, well, like... with the Academy sides, it's different. It, it is about development and it is about kind of uh, picking up some like experienced players, but then also... Um, you know, going around like you with Diva, like um, Eminem have done with Aragon who's who's been around for quite a while, um, and that's why I do have the like the the enclaves, the border, well, not the off but the enclaves like the London's quite high because they have big teams to to get qualify. Well, if Munster Academy gets qualified, I, I don't even know what can happen there. Like. Do,
1: uh, yeah, do you there, know there what happens be, if
2: Monster wins?
1: Um there can't be two teams in the same yeah. league. Um so, so the Academy teams wouldn't uh, be able to go into the to the main thing anyway. Um the exact details of what that would happen and sort of you know I'm uh, I'm not too sure on. Um but I think I think the main thing to take away with like teams like Demise, Enclave, uh, Envision and uh, London is like that is their main roster. All of their resources, all of their effort, all of their time. Is going into that one roster, whereas with, with an academy setup, um, you know that the the onus is always going to be on the main team and on winning NLC and on you know getting to you Masters and, and hopefully doing well there. So um, uh, the academy team is still uh, an important part uh, in terms of developing those players, um, getting them to a level where you know they would be able to play in NLC at the end of the split, maybe if. Um, NLC players move on um but you know uh, competing against main teams where all their budget and all their resources are on that team when you know obviously it's uh, against your academy team it's obviously um going to be a bit of an uphill battle um but I still think a lot of the academy teams you know have a have a lot of potential oh. and you know could still cause some upsets and still you know uh, place and, and do well in the league so it'll just be interesting to see um you Know how the academy dynamic works because it's mm-hmm. not, um, it, it's not like the academy dynamic with Excel and Fanatic. Mm-hmm. um, in the UKLC, obviously, where it makes it difficult for anyone else to sort of really put up with them because they had just can blast everyone else out of the water with resources with, um, with NLC UKLC academy teams, uh, mm-hmm. it, it's not quite the same, so mm-hmm. yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that, um. That out of the but, and I
2: think the the way that I look at like an a, a successful academy roster is that if you can get like two players out of that five who could be NLC or above or further their career after the team which they have been at, that's a successful academy roster because you've you've took at least two out of the five and gave them a, a bigger step or improved them. Um, it it's not going to be a case like well sometimes it is where you get like kind of all five all together and they all uh, get propelled, but sometimes it is only like one, two, maybe even three players who can you know, take that next step. And, but that's the point, it's about development, it's about finding who's, who can take that next step and who can, who's found their level. And By having, like, academy rosters, I think that also does give, like, uh, more teams a chance because, like you said, like, the, there might have been some players in there who might have not played in UKLC because they are like, they've never played in a team before and there might have been just other experienced options if it was um, just eight teams without an academy roster. But because of that academy, Ross, it gives them more of a chance for these players to actually given given an opportunity. Mm-hmm.
0: And what do you think on that? Um, actually, that that point about the uh, well, just having academies in general in UKLC, we saw some people weren't too happy about that. Um, and I wasn't. I didn't really understand what would be the issue myself. Um, what were your kind of thoughts on it? Do You think it is a, a more of a benefit uh-huh. or?
1: On um, Raj, Eminem, and us having academies yeah. in UKLC. Mm-hmm. um, I mean, I don't see why it would be an issue. Um, because as I said, you know, previously, it's not as if you know we're on the same level as Excel or Fnatic and having an LEC spot mm-hmm. and being able to put you know thousands and thousands into an academy team. Um, I could understand if that was the case, you know, because. Obviously, we've been in the situation where, you know, in our in our previous split, we came third place. If there weren't any academy teams there, we'd have, you know, we'd have we'd have come first, and we'd have gone to U Masters. So uh, that um, that would have negatively impacted us that way. Um, but I don't think that that's just not the case with um, NLC academy teams. Um, so I, I'm not too sure why anyone would uh, have a complaint um, about it. But you know, I guess I guess they'll uh, have their own reasons.
2: I think the only complaint I can see is the fact that it kind of doesn't give like, And obviously I'm not saying that they've complained at all, but like Vi- uh, Vipero might have wanted to have been in the, the, uh, the UKLC. So it gives them a more, you know, give, increases their brand and everything like that. And I, but I think that the, the fact that the UK EL is now like a classified, basically third tier in the UK yeah. system. I think there was a lot less complaining at that point. Um, it felt like obviously when they announced that like, the NLC, the UKLC, there was a, um, and then they announced the UCL teams. There was there was a little bit of just like back and forth with some like lower orgs, I believe. But then as soon as like the UK was kind of like recognised as a third division, I think it's like well at least now you've got a you've got a path to this kind of tier system, and it isn't just like a regional qualifier or anything okay. like that. Were, um, and I think that's also, when it it got better.
1: There were also oh. the open qualifiers, um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, which um, uh, was actually pretty interesting to watch. Yeah. Um, and I believe it was actually four spots, four spots that are available through open qualifiers due to um, Vector with their roster difficulties. So you know, four four teams able to get in, and I think um, we did see some good orgs. So it was, uh, mm-hmm. what was it London, Bulldogs. Uh, London
2: and Bulldogs? I think it was. Yeah, the um, so Bulldogs think, yeah. obviously a very good good team in London. Quite a, quite, a, they they seem to be doing pretty well with themselves. So. Yeah.
1: London have three ex-feeling
2: players, you know. So you know, if, if they go on to win the
1: league, you know, it's, uh, it's all up. He's <laughs> planted the seed. Hey, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> um, I want to just go back to something you'd, you you sort of briefly mentioned earlier. It was about um, you said about the academy team or well, for Munster, the academy team and the main team. Uh, the main team sharing scrims. So is there much overlap? Obviously, we know that they can't have players subbed out, but they they do they have much interaction. Um, do they even? You know, I remember back when, uh, when we're talking like Mif- Misfits Academy in the UK, and I and we'd see about like Alfari and Shikari used to do um, like lane matchups, one v one against each other, and, and practices like that. So, is there much sort of overlap with the two teams?
1: Um, yeah. So uh, essentially, the way we have it is all of the all of the main team scrims are watchable by all of the academy. So. You know, quite frequently, if, if we're not scrimming at the same time, the, the, some of the academy players will drop in. Um, you know, the, the academy players also, you know, have frequent messages and talks and sort of discussions with main team players. Um, I think uh, no, a key example of that is No Name and Max Law are, you know, um, pretty talkative together, sort of discussing uh, matchups ups, sort of item builds, past stuff like that. Um, so, so the way we always really wanted to do it is to have that uh, closeness. So, you know, if a, an academy player has a question um, about a specific lane matchup thing, you know, they, they do talk to the main team players. Uh, we do sort of watch the scrims and sort of pick up on things from there. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're pretty close, uh, you know, as close as you can be in an online setting to, um, you know,
2: having the sort of the, the players all together a it... person to learn from yeah yeah possible. no yeah what a per- like no name what well, come from london was it in the uk l yeah. and then uh, and there's come here and it's like oh yeah your max laws here you can uh, yes. learn from each other that's unbelievable yeah,
1: yeah i mean a 16 year old grandmaster jungler being able to learn from essentially the best uk jungler with, with the level of experience he's had going to worlds and in LEC. Um, It is just really, really, really nuts, and and it still it still blows my mind, sort of every now and then when I think about it, because um, it's really giving him the best possible opportunity to to develop and and improve as a player, which is you know uh, just just an an amazing opportunity to be able to give anyone, and especially you know developing UK talent, Mm -hmm. um, you know is something that uh, I think is uh, really important.
0: I suppose it's kind of. Uh, even like sort of longer term, it is, could be a, a you know a good kind of feeder operation kind of thing. Cause obviously, being in the NLC, it is still a, an ERL, and players' goals aren't. I'd imagine it, you know for most players, they don't really aim to be in the ERL. They want to be in the NLC. So you've, you can kind of get that situation where you know Max Law. I'd imagine he he does want to be back in the the LEC. So if he has a good split, he may well you know be off uh, next season, and then he might have just been sort of grooming No Name to be the next Max Law anyway and you've, and you've got him right there just to bump him up.
2: And that's how talent progression works though, isn't yeah. it? It's all about kind of developing, you know, uh, mentoring and then like if he if No Name can learn something from Max Law and become a better player because of that, um, then even if Max Law leaves, if No Name then becomes like not at the same level as Max Law, but like a, a similar level or a similar style, then what we've done there, we've created good two good UK junglers who can compete against other players. Mm-hmm. And I also have a look at like Dbl and, and Shikari. Shikari's probably a great person to learn off as well. At points. yeah, you know, the guy's if you done it UK top. Yeah, exactly. And you know, and Dbl, I know. Again, was it was he London as well? Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. So Dbl Blue Spirits um, and No, no Name, name were, were all on the same London roster together last bit.
0: Were you surprised to be able to get all of them then? Because Obviously, you said that it was kind of, well, the plans were changed a bit um, fairly late on. But then, London did pretty well in the in the uh, UK. Don't they? Like second last split. Yeah, they uh, they came
1: second. They lost, I think, three one to NSG in the uh, in the finals. Yeah.
0: So were you surprised at all to be able to to get them then?
1: Um, uh, Not particularly. Because because of honestly the because uh, of our main team and because of yeah. you, you know, the, the the brands we are now and because of the, uh, the stuff we have available to us like honestly being being able to learn from Max Law it is a, is a pretty amazing proposition yeah. and Blue Spirits being able to learn from Unforgiven who 700 LP Challenger really really talented AD and obviously DBL being able to learn from Shikari you know four four time UK UK champion been on Fnatic, um, you know that that that's a, an amazing proposition for anyone, and especially with the the coaching and support staff structure we have, it was uh, mm-hmm. it, it was a good it was a good opportunity for anyone. So you know, uh, wasn't wasn't too wasn't too surprised. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I th- I think even where we we said about that some um, some wargs maybe weren't too happy with it, I think even. With the fact that you've got that kind of progression, and and for the academy sides, it may even be more in in their best interest to actually get the more up and coming players. that You're kind of not even competing for the same thing, if that makes sense, because you're the other sides uh, that obviously aren't academies. Their goal is to win the the thing and get in the NLC, so they are going to be wanting to go. You know, they're not. Let's be honest, their their interest shouldn't really be to to sort of breed up and coming talent because they need to win right now. So you're kind of almost, you know, got two separate goals anyway. So um, I guess it's kind of good in that sense as well. Um, let's let's talk about a bit about how the splits actually started then. So um, you did just come off, uh, well, uh, the the academy side did just come off a game, literally minutes before we went live, um, and they're now one and two. What what were you guys kind of expecting? Because you've yeah, we've kind of spoken about that. It is more. The fact that you're trying to grow the talent so did you guys really still have an expectation of where you want them to finish or was it just kind of you know the more we can teach them and the more they can learn the better
1: uh i mean our our goal and you know our aspirations and the player aspirations are obviously you know still to still to win as much as physically possible because at the end of the day who wants to lose um uh so although our, our primary goals and you know our how we would measure success um, would be how far the players have come along. Um, that that doesn't mean that, you know, we're going to be, you know, uh, not sort of pushing to be as high up that table and uh, to be contesting those playoff sports as, as much as we can. But, uh, you know, our, our, goal, our goal is player development. But, um, you know, player development can still come along, with um, you know, success in the split, and especially with, uh, our experienced players and, and Diva and uh, Yepi who uh, company with that sort of Ricky, because it could be a, a really good mix that uh, I think definitely although um, although today was a, a little bit of a roadblock I think it wasn't um, it, it wasn't you know sort of doomed and sort of um, the be all and end all so I think uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of um, potential for okay. us to be quite Sorry, <laughs>
0: technical difficulties.
1: Yes, technical difficulties. <laughs>
0: no problem. Um, and I mean, yeah, the I mean, there is two losses out of three, but then you think about it. I guess London, most people had them towards the top in in their tier list anyway, and they are probably one of the stronger rosters. Um, yeah. So yeah, even that one, maybe is not as yeah as impactful, I suppose. Um. Fair enough, and the. The main side I've obviously only played one game so far, and it's a bit tricky because obviously where they've we've got the two groups and oh. they because it's split into two groups they don't really have to play so many games um so it is only sometimes one game a week um so we've only seen yeah. the once so far, but it was a um a pretty convincing win against m M&M. and m do you know um or how much involvement do you do you have with the main team then because you said the the players you know the scrims and everything overlap so do you still yourself have much involvement with it as well?
1: um uh, not particularly in, in terms of uh, the player management mm-hmm. um jakey um you know is, is the main team manager so he's the one who uh, deals with the day-to-day sort of things but you know like the like the academy players i uh, i drop into scrims and watch and see how they're doing and uh, when we have the sort of uh, team team bonding stuff and sort of we had our sort of welcome week thing or what we did with uh, the entire organization um it was involved in that as well uh myself and, and max law and uh reclamation i head coach were on a, a quiz team um and we did sort of uh inter or quiz and uh obviously came <laughs> first which was uh nice. which was pretty nice but uh yeah it's uh i my day-to-day job is to focus on the attack uh, on the academy team and sort yeah. of make sure that the players are getting all the attention they need and sort of making sure that they're you know happy and sort of uh, learning uh, going forward mm-hmm.
0: Fair enough um, so do you, do you know anything of well you, you kind of mentioned it that you know Monsters' aspirations will always be to win I suppose and uh, I guess if you're a part of an org it always should be that um, so I presume they're looking to win that group because they've got Fnatic is probably the, the main rival um, I had Fnatic before I'd seen a game I had Fnatic slightly above in my tier list but no. We'll, we'll come on to predictions later because they go against each other this week <laughs> as well um <laughs> so what what are they... i
2: i think uh sorry i think that if munster didn't say they were going to top this group then there's something wrong like because th- this is a side which we should want to which should have aspirations to top that group um it, it's not like a worthy underdogs kind of story this is this is a Good good roster and, and I think oh I, I was you, you would know they know that they're a good roster and they know that they should compete with 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 the academy teams um and we described it as it's a better end vision from last split because end vision was this <laughs> were the academy killers and then months to yes, come in this academy season we' like no this academy. is the academy killers
0: <laughs> yeah and well we'd the one kind of question mark we we had was about Sebex, because you know we on to be honest we'd not really seen him play much and we said that but um yeah. we were just looking at uh, the last couple of splits, and it, I suppose it was his teams that were rubbish. Because in the first game he was like po- he was popping off, and you know for that to be the um, the kind of only question mark we had, and yeah, looking now he had most kills in the game, so uh, no weakness. Yeah, Zoya was uh,
1: was clean. Uh, yeah. To to put us. What yeah, I they? think I think Sevex is like 900 LP Challenger, and he's like incredibly uh mechanically gifted so I think he's uh, definitely definitely not a weak spot in the roster. And mm-hmm. I think all of the all of the team I think, you know, as shown by the first game, um uh, you know, are, are here to win and they're here to they're here to play their style and uh, you know hopefully that will result in lots of wins going forward. Mm-hmm.
0: What were our thoughts on uh, on Monk in the mid lane? that was that was his debut in mm-hmm. mid against mm-hmm. <laughs> against Munster. Not impressed, Tom.
2: No, no I, I, don't, I I still. You know what? It's it's the first game, and it's difficult because we like the other group like we at least got like a couple of games to kind of see. Um, Bunk played. Did he play the Corky? Yeah. In the mid, which is probably which is what you could play as an ADC anyway. Uh, you know, in some weird situations, but um, it, it'll be interesting to see what he's like in an on an actual like proper like, maybe like an Azir. Yeah. Yeah. Or someone like that would be would be interesting. But I just... It doesn't feel right to see Monk in the mid lane, just <laughs> in general. Like, I don't think there's anything where I can look at it could be like, yeah, no, Monk Monk shouldn't have been an ADC this split. He should definitely have been a mid lane. And maybe it is just a development. Um, but I then question, do you do that development in NLC when you've got an academy side? But I guess, I don't know if Monk would want to play like UKLC and stuff like that, but just feels like I mean, they're developing which is a bit weird I mean I, I it's difficult to
1: judge monk or really Eminem at all too much mm-hmm. um, after they've only played one game because um, obviously we are looking to be a sort of top end of the table first second place going mm-hmm. to you master sort of side and the game was a little a little bit of a whitewash um, so I didn't think he was really given the opportunity mm-hmm. to sort of show what he might be able to do I think uh, given like a few more games we'll actually be able to see the the level of Eminem a bit better but um, yeah it, it was definitely uh, definitely an, an unforeseen move and something that I don't think anyone else outside of uh, Eminem was expecting but I guess if it if it pays off they're gonna look like geniuses so, uh, <laughs> yeah uh, we'll have to well, when... wait and
2: see how that how that happens yeah well it was when uh it was when Wulu was uh, tweeted the the rumored roster for m and and he was like monk mid i'm like what it's like nah he's made a mistake here. <laughs> like maybe this barcode player i don't know anything about maybe he's the mid laner and stuff like, yeah no I was Wulu never
1: make mistakes, man. That, that dude is like Marist from Game of Thrones. Like he knows absolutely everything, and I have no idea how. But you know, fair play to him. He definitely, uh, definitely made uh, off season quite interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, he had um, I don't. So he did like a twit longer the other day. Um, yeah. Just saying a bit about like why he does it, and he said he said in there that I don't think he's like in, properly involved. He was just saying like. Is like I don't think he's on a team or in part of a team or anything. He would just say, he said like, oh, I just I know some people that know stuff, and they would just randomly tell me things. So it seems like it's not even really someone like in the scene. It's just someone with mates in the scene. Um, and now beca- he was Mate. saying like, yeah, because he started leaking some stuff, now people actually in the scene just directly tell him stuff for yeah. him to leak it. So I think
1: he, yeah, I think he started with like three contacts or whatever in yeah. the in the LEC. Uh, he said, and then. Um, He posted some roster rumors last split, um, logged off Twitter, came back online, and he'd gained like 400 followers. So I think (laughs) with something like that, it's something that sort of grows itself. You know, the the bigger they get and the more accurate the leaks are, the more people follow him, the more people follow him, the more people care, and the the more people want to leak stuff to him. Because let's be honest, like a lot of people closely involved with the UK scene would know what the rosters are before Twitter does anyway, mm-hmm. because you can you know, players talk to each other, a lot of a lot of the players trial for the, you know, multiple sorts of teams mm-hmm. and sort of everyone knows. You can look at match histories and stuff and you know, we we've had our roster leaks in previous splits, um before it's been announced as well, but I think just the level at which he got to, like fair play to him, he knows he's everywhere and uh <laughs> And I yeah, think early, there's
2: there's there's some there's differences in in kind of leaks and stuff. I like I think with because at least he well, basically classed himself as a rumor Twitter, so it's not it's not a leak, you know, but it's always classed as a rumor. And I think ca- calling it a rumor over a leak is quite a smart decision to do. Um, it's a lot different than when the NLC tweeted the well <laughs> announced all the rosters. That is that a confirmed? <laughs> like these are the teams. Uh, That's where, where kind of where kind of Wulu was like oh especially with um with Munster, because it was at one point it was like, oh, these are the players, and it's like, oh, I've heard that this might change, and that does genuinely garner more interest, more people are interested in, in kind of like transfer rumours and stuff <laughs> like that, when you hear like, oh, you know, it was going to be Max, it, apparently it's Max Law, and then kind of, and they like, say, oh, it might not be Max Law, and, and vice versa, and, and those rumours are really, really interesting it's different than I think kind of a leak, which is kind of like, this is the confirmed team kind of thing, mm-hmm. so yeah. I think the way he actually does it is really smart
1: i think sometimes um even though it is a rumor uh he is right in pretty much everything (laughs) and i still think that some some rumors can even though they're not necessarily damaging they Mm. can sort of um hurt player feelings because if something if something gets leaked and something is seen on twitter before behind the scenes stuff is sort of involved and sort of talked around Mm. that, that can cause problems but i think um I think by and large, it, you know, it, it's a lot of fun and, you know, our roster was leaked, for example. Yeah. No one believed it. Uh, they thought it was crazy and then obviously our main announcement came and it was like, you know, oh my God, you know, he was right. It's all real. Yeah. So, Cause I, I, see... I don't think it's not too bad.
0: Yeah, because I see the argument saying like, that when stuff gets leaked, it they uh, say like, oh, it takes away from the, from the orgs when they do their announcements. But I, I think it's the opposite, to be honest. Like, and I think it's the same thing. Well, it's, for like football fans, it's just always been like that. You always get the, the. And maybe it's because I'm, I've always been a football football fan. Maybe that's why I don't think it's that weird. But like, I don't know, like this. You know, the summer when Neymar was going to PSG and it was, and PK was saying he's staying. And then when it actually happens, it's it's. I think it's even more hype. Or even, even with Max Law, like, yeah, there's this these rumors around it. Is he actually going there? Are those rumors actually real? Like, they, surely it can't be. And like before Before that was announced, um I don't think it's hard to say like that there, there probably wasn't as much hype around Munster before that happened, and as soon as I saw those rumors, yeah. I was thinking wow, they' like this you know this new merge with Munster is it is actually serious, and so they are probably going for it yeah. so I don't know i don't I can understand things maybe it does damage the player, and hmm. I can kind of get it if like an org sees that a player's rumored to go somewhere they might not try and get the player themselves or something like that um but yeah, when I see the argument about, like, that it could take away from the org's announcement, I think that's... Honestly, I think that's a really little rubbish, to be honest. I don't I'm think waiting right.
2: for, I'm waiting for kind of, like, when it gets, like, proper serious, where, like, leaks come in because they they kind of want to... You know when, like, um, so in football they do it a lot, but football will intentionally leak things to the press yeah. to maybe make, like, a player sign a new contract or to push a player out of it. And I'd be very... I can't wait for the UK UKC to eventually get like that. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the goal. goals.
1: I think it, it it's slightly different when you're looking at it from a League of Legends and esports perspective mm-hmm. because a lot of i think you know, things are things are confirmed like you're, you're going to get this player, mm-hmm. but then maybe it comes up last second another all comes in um and you know that player's already already to join a certain thing so with with like building a, a League of Legends roster a lot of the time you're talking to multiple different people you're you've got your first choice second choice third choice and. You try your best to get as many first choices as you can, but sometimes things happen, and sometimes you know uh, unintended circumstances come along. You know, with uh-huh. a, with a days' notice, and if that if that gets leaked um, before a team, you know, has a chance to to sort of actually, you know, work on it. You know, if if they find out something, and then four hours later it's been leaked, and they haven't had a chance to, you know, um, deal with that, you know, roster roster uh-huh. change and. That, that for me is where I'm from, but comes from, but I, I don't think there's really anything that, that can really be, it helps in regards to that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's by and large, just a lot of fun and, and it does help build hype. And I think, uh, especially with the Maxwell thing, a lot of people, when the Munster partnership was announced, didn't, didn't know what it was. You know, is it just they're slapping their name on and calling it a day? Are they coming in and taking over and doing their own thing? But I think, when uh when that, that was sort of announced people were like oh wow this is this is a legit thing, and mm-hmm. they're you know actually making a, a statement with this signing, mm-hmm. and I think Maxwell was definitely a, a case
2: of that and I thought the the way that Munster especially kind of promoted the the their roster in the end by doing it one by one I think there's only a few times where you can kind of do a one by one announcement I think but when you've got these kind of like big name players, it works um." Cause like, for example, I couldn't see like a godsend doing like a one by one because not all of them are kind of like <laughs> mega known. But when you've got someone, you don't put like Shikari, you know, Max Law, and you know, and the rest of them all in one kind of roster. You kind of get that that feel. And I thought the, the roster announcement was really good as well, especially because it, it was like it fueled on that rumor. As like as soon as that one was confirmed, it's like, oh, does that mean that then the, the rest? are yeah. true and, and vice versa. Mm-hmm.
0: Um but then it was uh, like we said confirmed by dream hat themselves um <laughs>
2: which is wrong that is that is wrong yes. that is wrong um
0: i don't think as much a concern did had they said they were like the they were, were going to put the site live on a certain day or was that kind of as much a surprise to you as it was to us
1: yeah it, it was it was a surprise <laughs> um to be honest um we were not um you know obviously if we were, we'd have announced our roster all before that. Um, but it, it's not—it's not really something that I'm particularly involved in. But you know, we, yeah. we, we didn't know, and why or how that happened is—is is beyond me. But it definitely caused uh, a lot of uh, fun on Twitter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but even that, like, because um, we're saying about how you know the team being announced really could mess up the announcements. But like, for example, Barrage. I don't think had announced a single player at that point uh, when that got leaked. But then Oddsent there...
2: had not as well at that point, I believe. But then,
0: like, yeah, like, Barrage's announcement was just, like, so good. No one really cared anyway, I don't think. So, you know, you can still you can still get away with it if it's already known, I think. But, um, yeah. Well, I of...
2: think as well, because when you come to promoting a video on a roster, like, video promotion and, and kind of roster announcements aren't just kind of the people inside the scene, is what Barrage has kind of alluded mm-hmm. to. It's to gain other people and those other people wouldn't have even looked at the NLC roster, like you know the websites and stuff like that, unless they've seen the league. So if you can do something which can kind of gain more people, you're still benefiting from a roster announcement. Because there's no point. While engagement is really good, and you do need to have regular engagement with fans, the whole point of it is to gain more fans and to and to gain more engagement through that. And so, um, by kind of having these like new these innovative roster announcements sort or of kind of stylizing the way you're doing it you're bringing in new fans anyway like there would have been people who uh, say like I, I think Max Law had already been announced before that uh, the NLC problem yeah. anyway but if I think we had some our
1: players announced
2: yeah, so if say like that had that had happened even before that the, the Max Law announcement still would have done well because there would have been people who wouldn't have seen the NLC.com uh, leaks or anything like that because they're just fans of Max Law and vice versa mm.
1: true you'd have to have been in the know and really mm-hmm. invested. you'd have actually had to look at the site which i don't think you know most people who would watch it would would probably do so it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't a a huge huge leak it's not as if they posted it on their twitter and it got shed everywhere but yeah <laughs> it, it, it could have been worse
0: it just made me laugh i've seen like hat tricks they've got like his nationality wrong and it's <laughs> like they had a couple of people's positions in the wrong place and stuff I'm just yeah, really wasn't weird.
2: wasn't Kakan yeah. the whole of Sweden at one point? I think it was in his role. <laughs> I believe don't don't it was. It was like Kakan Topley, but he said Topley, just said Sweden. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, well, I've never never seen that option when you you lock in 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 the uh, in the client. That's weird. Um, I think uh, I think it might be time then if we move on to some predictions for this week, and we're going to spice things up a bit. I don't know, don't know if you've seen Josh that we. Uh, we did started at last bit we do our, like a weekly predictions as the splits go in and, and we tally up the points so it's me against Tom against our guests and our guests are just added up sort of each person each week from this week we're going to we're gonna spice it up a bit more and we're going to do a match of the week so each each week there's going to be one match that's worth two points rather than one uh, and it will just be you know wh- whichever match we think is either the most hyped or the most important or the biggest match uh, in, kind of in any way um, so
2: we so we picked we picked Singularity versus N. <laughs> uh, <no.
0: laughs> That's mean, Tom.
2: you've
1: got like, like Excel Riddle and you've got Munster, don't <laughs> you?
0: We've we've gone for Munster uh, against Fnatic, which which I can't I can't wait for because they are is well we mentioned it that they've only played one game so far, so like really what is one game to work out how good they are, and they they are the top two in that group. So I think it's simply one we can finally see uh, who's the stronger. Um, we've got a couple of games to get to uh, until we get to that one, though. So if we're starting on um, on day one, the first one is Excel against Riddle. I've gone for Excel. I think that's the easy choice. Riddle have looked good, though, and I've you know seen people saying that, well, not, maybe not saying saying yet that they are on Excel's level, but definitely saying that they are a top team at least in that group.
2: I said they're on the same tier of like Nordvind, you know, yeah. kind of that. Like they, they could. I think. I, I don't think we're ever we're going to see BTXL go undefeated this split. I hope we don't because that would be horrible. Yeah. Uh, even in the even in the groups, even though it's like a a, a different group, I'm going to go for Riddle. Uh, I I think Riddle actually can contest BTXL, and I. It would be nice to see. Riddle beat them and I'm not gonna lie uh, but I, I think I do think that genuinely Riddle could compete against BTXL I think if we look at like on the actual group uh, I think group A is, is very very strong in terms of uh, the top three <laughs> like I, I think you've kind of got the, the the bottom three but you've got a clear top three I think in that group in in Nordvin XL and, and Riddle. Um, and it'll be not, it'd be in this is the first time which I'm going to consider like a big clash between the two. and So I, I think Riddle could squeeze this one out. Um, but I could be wrong. But because BTXL only played Godsend. And I know that obviously Godsend ended up w- winning, but like you'd expect BTXL, I think, to be Godsend right at the beginning. And it, and it was a very easy game for them. So yeah, I'll go for Riddle. I would, I would, I would have
1: to go with um, XL. Um, to be completely honest, I think they were really strong last split. They didn't drop a game until they got reverse swept in the finals. Yeah, um, and I think they've had some stronger performances at EU Masters as well. I think as a team, they've also been together for a lot longer than Riddle. Although Riddle are you know sort of a friends team. Uh, I think Riddle's Jung uh, like what was it Maxi Senkux mm-hmm. is really good, but I think. So probably outclass in the the sort of other loans and maybe as a team as a whole. And obviously we've got, you know, two Excel staff um at Monster, so I wouldn't uh, wouldn't want to upset them and their order. So yeah. <laughs> I think I think I think it's gonna it's gonna be an Excel win.
2: I, I do think it's gonna be a mid jungle uh match up, this. I I think it's so good to see Hatrix and Taxa versus Maxine Senkox, who are, who are very, very strong duos it seems anyway. Because to be Sounds fair, when um,
0: we had hat tricks on episode, and we'd mentioned th- about how XL last year were pretty much always playing around deadly, uh, and kind of asked him if if he imagines that that'll be the case, is he going to be sort of a facilitate uh, facilitative mid laner? And he he sort of said, well, no, I you know he's going to have his games where he's carrying as well. He doesn't think he uh, he has to sort of completely mould into that. And then um, his first game is playing Galio and just Galio old bot lane every five minutes anyway. Um, it was interesting though that we saw uh well even like tax and sender were playing a bit more kind of carry carry style players and they have been in the last bit as well so interesting to see them uh changing things up a bit but yeah i reckon um, i reckon that's a, an XL win for me uh the next game was m&m against dusty
2: yeah hmm.
0: i'm going for m&m um but it's okay with especially with the teams that have only had one game i'm still sort of just going off my tier list anyway I'm, and, and we haven't, I think, seen enough of them to know really how strong some of them are. Um, obviously, they both lost their, their opening games as well. So it's a tricky one. I've gone for them just because I had them above in the tier list still. But, yeah, I I'm I'm, I was kind of... Well, I I put them really low in the tier list. And then I've seen other people saying that they're actually yeah. a, a fair bit higher. Uh, I think we both have them quite like. low. When, <laughs> we, when we looked
2: at the... We put, Dusty, I think it was like D tier, not D tier, uh, it was C tier. I think I might have even wronged. had him D tier. Yeah, you might have even, like, but I, cause, and then I saw the, uh, I saw the analyst desk predictions against Tricked, and they all had Dusty, and I was like, <laughs> are we, are we just completely wrong here? I thought Tricked were like a really good sample. Yeah, and um,
0: I think um, and Megalodontus, who we had as the guest, guest, uh, guest guesser, yeah, also he, he had, he had Tricked, and we were all right, yeah. so... Maybe we're the ones that are the, the five heads. And they're but that broke. but
2: that does make me think. Like, have I, have I underestimated actually Dusty? Because let's be honest, we didn't know a lot of the players. <laughs> yeah, to there, like, we're yeah. being completely honest. Um, I'm gonna go though. Oh, but I kind not No, I'm gonna. I am gonna go Dusty because I just. I'm so. I don't want to take a risk on Monk mid right now. And, and <laughs> if if Dusty is better than what we thought they were. And for me in my like imaginary tier list that puts Dusty above M&M at that point. So I'll go Dusty, but Eminem m could easily win this. It's just a, how this monk thing works out. Mm-hmm. I wish we had two games with M&M because yeah. then I could actually kind of gauge a, a little bit more of an opinion on it, but uh, yeah, I'll go Dusty. I mean, I
1: would I would have to agree. I think I think I would uh, put Dusty to win as well. I think um Obviously, you've got um, an, an ex-feeler player of uh, Jack Spectra in, yeah. in the bot lane, who is credible. Uh, he had a bit of a reputation as a, a drain one-rope, right? but I think for one that saw him in any files and anyone that saw him, you know, last split you would would know that his champion pool is um, is really solid. I think you've also got coincidence in the top lane, who's like a one-k LP challenger top, um, who I also think is. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is it Kakan? That's Eminem. I believe yeah. Kakan's
2: Eminems. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so, I think I think there's a bit of um, maybe maybe some top gap there in terms of in terms of the other players. I'm not sure how the the Jung mid duo will match up between Eminem and and Dusty, but I think even though, even though Dusty lost to Tricked, um, uh, I think Trick is going to win. You know. Uh, Patterned off to two ex ex-feeling members as well, um, <laughs> but they they all have a really yeah. And I think even though they lost to, to Tricks, I think they're you know I I think they're probably going to beat Eminem.
2: I think it'd be interesting as well with with Vagar V two as well because it basically has been confirmed that he is he is the head coach of Dusty, but it's also confirmed that he's basically a strategic coach of TSM at this point, yeah. which I think has been announced, which is so confusing in, in itself, but. It's interesting yeah. because it wonders how how much time is he going to split them between the two. Yeah, uh, I, it, I, it, yeah, I was really confused. The issue by that, which actually. we had, uh, and we've brought it up before, and obviously now Ferndog is like a full time head coach. the The issue which we had with Ferndog at some point is he had this like general manager authoritative role where he wasn't the head coach, but he was he was something else in between, and, yeah. and, and that didn't seem like it was the greatest kind of use of him. Um, but it's interesting to then see how. Vega V two basically splits up this time between these two. If if it is true with this TSM strategic coach. I know TSM haven't announced it, but apparently that's what's happened. Yeah, I'd
0: seen I I think I'd heard that he was um it might have even said on the broadcast, um well, that's what I saw I was seeing on Twitter anyway, people were saying like on the broadcast it had him as one of the drafting coaches when they were literally mm. in, in draft. So yeah, that's a really weird. One. I don't know if he's would have left Dusty, he's, his his league PDA No, no, not he's still Dusty. Yet, but, he's doing yeah.
2: he's doing both. He's actually doing both at this at this point, which is a to be fair. Like it's it's probably a, I don't know if it's a I don't know if it's a COVID thing as well. It could be something to do with that. Where it's like, while well, he's I don't I just don't know. But it, it'd be <laughs> interesting to see how much time he puts into both. Hmm. Um, Are and you, it'd be interesting.
1: TSM's online remote analyst. So yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's feasible. He can do both. From from what mm-hmm. I've heard, he's a he's a really really good coach. Um, yeah. And I think um, a lot of the analysis work is probably something he can quite easily fit into into the gaps between the, the dusty schedule. So
0: uh-huh.
1: uh, I think I think it'll be interesting to see what, what effect he has on the on the
2: team. Yeah. Well, it's the same role he had at Fnatic, I believe. Is what the is what the role he's now having at, at TSM essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, Again, again, like I said, it's just a bit weird that he's, he's doing both. But, uh, hey, if, it, obviously it's been okay by both organizations and they truly believe that it will work. So it would be interesting to see. Um, it would be interesting, to be fair, if you actually look at TSM and how TSM drafts to see if it is very similar to Dustin yeah. uh, and, and see if there is going to be like little little differences between that. Because that would yeah. be very interesting as well. It's Like a TSM I Academy Wings...
1: in the NRL. <laughs> I, think, I think Wings is saying in the chat it's TSM Academy.
0: Oh it's so. TSM Academy. Ah, right.
1: apparently so. I don't think he's been announced, so I think yeah, that should um but that might go some way to explain it.
0: Fair enough. Um let's move on to the next game then. We've got Tricked against Barrage. I'm gonna go tricked again. Um I think I don't remember I think I had them above Barrage in my tier list. Um mm-hmm. and they obviously they or they won their their game last week. And I was actually quite pleased to see a team win a game without just like just the deaf dance abuse, Ezreal, Aphelios. Uh, it was refreshing, I think, to see a different game. I think, like, on day one, literally every game had one of those two bot lanes, or had, literally, had both of those two bot lanes, I think. Um, so, yeah, I am I was quite pleased to see that we tricked. I've gone for them again. Um, yeah, what are your guys' thoughts on that one?
1: Hmm. I, I like. Have to yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to go with Tricks. I think, although Barrage actually were, they actually impressed me in mm-hmm. in their game against Fnatic. I think it was a lot closer than, than people would have previously expected. Yeah. But I think Tricks have a really strong roster. I think they have a, a a coach and sort of style that you know would be would be perfect around them. So I think, uh, you know, I think Tricks are probably going to get the win. But. I, it's difficult to ascertain the level of barrage because, you know, like M&M, they've only had the one game and it was against a top one, two, three team. So, uh, yeah, they they could end up surprising us, but I think at the moment, I think tricked are probably
2: the mm-hmm. uh, the likely winners. What do you think? I'm oh,
0: gonna. Oh yeah. Go, sorry. go go ahead, Tom. Go ahead. No,
2: go on. Go on, it's fine. I'll get. I'll. <laughs> you can explain a little bit more, and then I might change my prediction. I was but it's fine.
0: I just wanted to ask, uh, Josh, what your thoughts were on them, um, on Trick's roster, because we said when we were doing our tier list, um, we were like a bit surprised to see, uh, I think, to see Sof in an in an LC team. To be honest, like, no, um, no disrespect, but we didn't, just wasn't a name that you'd kind of think of when you were thinking of really the top junglers from. Um, from the UKLC last split when we were, you know, thinking of who would make it in. Uh, obviously with the larger player pool now as well that you can get um, sort of Nordic players. Is there, Were you kind of surprised by that at all or um, is there something we haven't seen behind the scenes?
1: No, I wasn't, I wasn't surprised in the slightest. I think Sof is an incredibly talented jungler and I think his mechanics level it, it is really, really good. So, you know, I, he's been on... Obviously, he's been on feeling for the last. Um, I think it was on feeling for like the last three splits now, because mm-hmm. I think he was on, he was on the roster before even I was there. So, um, and then he was on NM M&M, um, afterwards as well. So I think, but I think Soft's always been sort of an underrated um, jungler, especially within the UK scene. But you know, anyone anyone that saw him, anyone that that, that knows him, knows the, the level he's at, and. I think he's, you know, I think he's like high challenger now as well. I think he played he did a lot of solo queue and obviously playing on a roster with a Chew who he's been playing for for ages now and um, with Pat as well, it was you know, even less surprising. But I think uh, Sof is, you know, one of the next uh, up-and-coming newcomers and I think, um, you know, I, I really hope he does have a, a good split this year because I think it's good to see, you know, Um, those players sort of coming through and then making that next uh, big step
2: it's interesting as well because we've got such like a good jungle pool it's like out of all the 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 roles i think jungler is the most which is picked for the uk side for the nlc because you've got like you've got nolte you've got uh i always think taxa is is english but he's not (laughs) he's he's danish but you've got uh, you've got dan i think he's uk Um, red Yes, yeah. he is, yeah. And then you've got and then you got like soft, and then obviously you've got like, no name for you and Max Law as well. So there's, there's a few okay. like even up and coming. Um I'm gonna go for I like Denvoxnate. I'm so biased towards <laughs> Denvoxnate, it's ridiculous. Like every Nordivin game or or barrage game, I'm like I'm biased towards Mummus or Denvox. <laughs> um so I'm like, but I'm gonna go I am gonna go Trick. I I think that Trick looked really, really good. Uh, and considering apparently they weren't the favorites to win that game that I, I don't know maybe maybe like i don't know but i I think Aaron looked pretty decent as well i quite yeah. liked Aaron in, in the game and uh and like you said we we'll Soft soften a chew play very well and you've got pad and pads a really really good coach um for any nlc side um or maybe even above and i just think that yeah it's it's difficult when you've not got more games, but I, I do think that Tricked will will win this. Um, however, like, like you said, look, Barrage against Fnatic Rising, I don't think was as it wasn't as um one sided as of what I thought it would be. And so, it, if Barrage do beat Tricked, then it kind of like solidifies where this level of competitive play could be. So, it's a very interesting game to see kind of where the level is in that group, it's as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I can I can never forget Den name and demise for Garen Yumi. So um, <laughs> they, they play that against us. I think we were the first, you know, league that I know of that um, that 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 were the sufferers yeah. of that Garen. Mm-hmm. Kikambo, you were the first
0: I mean, recipients.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think Fnatic, you know, credited demise and stuff that with the Garen Yumi, and it it, it still gives me nightmares. So yeah, it caused, uh, it caused uh, a lot of Fnatic fans' it. nightmares as well. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, I, I hated that stuff. I, I'm so glad it's gone.
0: <laughs> Speaking of Fnatic then, um, their game on day one, um, am I going for three Fnatic wins?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, so we've got Fnatic, Fnatic Rising against Munster. I've actually gone for Munster. Um and and I did my predictions before we knew you were coming on as well. So it's not um I'm not just pandering. Um I do actually think they're gonna win. They did just look I mean Munster looks so strong, um week one and f- again they both only play one game so it is difficult um, and I wouldn't be too surprised if I'm wrong to be honest but um, you know in the wins that they had at least Monster looked stronger from what I saw um, so I went for them. Josh I imagine you would agree?
1: Uh, hmm, I mean when I come <laughs> to think of it uh, no, no. I, I mean of, of course I think we're going to win I think um, Fnatic over the last split have sort of shown uh, a certain level of, uh, of weakness that I don't think Excel have in previous splits. Um, I think it's going to be a tough uh, and a close game, but I think uh, our sort of style that we showed versus Eminem will be, you know, quite effective uh, versus Fnatic, and I think you know we'll be able to get it. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a little biased. I'm never I'm never ever going to predict us predict us to lose, um, but yeah, I th- I think you know I think it's not. An unforeseen circumstance. I don't think it's completely out of the blue that we would do. Maybe, maybe in last splits, it may be a bit far fetched for me predict us to win. But <laughs> with the roster and with the, the structure we've got in now, I think I think we should be able
2: to take it. We're still waiting for that one person who who doesn't who doesn't predict side to win. <laughs> I it's think was that
0: one. I think when we had ProSphere last year, it was like one of their one of their games. I think they had. I, I want to say it was like they were against Fnatic. Um, at some point when we had him on, He yeah, oh, and he, yes, he, did, didn't yeah, he? And he was um, nice. he went he went went for Envision, but he was just basically saying they weren't gonna <laughs> like he knew they weren't gonna win, but he had to predict Envision anyway. So uh, that's as close as we'll get, I think. But yeah, what uh, are you going I'm for, gonna go
2: for? Yeah, I'm going to go for for Munster as well. Um, this is it's 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 important. It is an important game, but it, it, it's funny really because I I think anybody would be silly to not expect these sides to be like top two in the group. And so is it going to be one of those where um, it, it could either be kind of like a taster to see who's best or just a, a, a long line of development until it reaches the playoffs? And I think it's it's very interesting because that's what I kind of realized last split. So when it was um, XL and Fnatic, like uh, XL beat Fnatic every single time. And then when it actually got to like the, pl- the actual playoffs and stuff, kind of Fnatic did their research and beat XL. And, and it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But it'll be nice to see Munster win I do think that they have um close rosters in terms of skill cap but I would actually I would give it to Munster individually however I do think Fnatic right now could be a better team because they've had you know it's the exact same roster which they've had for basically two splits mm-hmm. apart is it two splits They've had it now this roster
0: uh, uh, they well, had a little bit with
2: NG and Dan didn't they um but um, oh yeah, with Bando and, and bravado as well. Yeah, so but I think they've they've had time to gel. Uh, but I would get. I think it'd be a very good game, and I, I would like to see Munster win it. It'd
0: be funny if um, if Fnatic lose, they're going to get like the the taste of the old like Tower days, where like if you lose one game, that's it for the week, because they've still only got one game this week as well. So if they lose, yeah. they would have gone basically when when we wait another week, they would have gone three weeks essentially from the start to to end without a win and only played two matches and like yeah that would be um i'm real worried for them i think cause, you know you could
2: it's a it's a weird format isn't it really yeah, it is it's strange. one of those formats where, obviously it has to be done this way um but it's nowhere near as bad as like the tower format uh at least you know that the kind of like you know these wins kind of do mean something and that you can kind of at least do too Where, well, let's be honest like if you if it was the tower format it, because of that loss it was just because of the loss and you weren't playing the next game that was kind of it competitively for you for the one seventh of the split it wasn't there was no development uh was at least an even amount of games
1: <laughs> like t- tower format different teams like the, t- the teams that were winning were playing like 14 games in a split and the teams mm-hmm. that were, were playing like seven not every team would play each other it was i could see where they were coming from like from a spectator point but from like an org and a competitive and standpoint it's just I never want to think about that again well, that's, <laughs> that's
0: weird because everyone else we've had on said they really like it and they went back
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure they did <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to pick my odds on that one yeah.
0: um, anyway moving on um, day two then our first game we've got Singularity against Ents. Um we kind of game. we mentioned it a bit Singularity did did really struggle um, I, f- I forget who their first game was against I, I remember being a a loss that maybe wasn't too Nordvind Nordvind so Nordwind... Nordvind you expect yeah I, so I would say. you know I, not a huge worry there um, but then yeah when they lost to that Sent team and, and the kind of manner that they lost as well um, was quite a worry and yeah um, they would be clearly back to the drawing board I'm gonna go I'm gonna put some some faith in Torek he's you know friend of the show he's been on before so I'm gonna put I'm gonna put my faith in him to turn it around for week two and I'm actually going for Singularity because I think I, I actually had them above Ents in my tier list I think as well. So I've got to stick by that, um, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cave. So yeah, I'm going for Singularity. At the end
2: of the day, they're both 0 and two, and yeah. I can understand what you're saying. Where there's a chance, where like it might have just been a, just a really bad day. Uh, it might have been a tilt, of just the fact that they were losing early against Godsend, and then that's just a tilt in itself. Um, but I don't know, like. Um, for me, there felt like there were problems, which isn't just going to get sorted in a week. Uh, and that, and that's where, and, and I don't think that's not, a, and I, I think we will see Torek actually do, do really good w- uh, with the team. Cause I do think he's a good coach, um, but I think it will take more than kind of one game. I think this is a good game to go against though. Good team against Ents, who also didn't look that good. I felt, um, I actually felt like they would have come out a little bit better. I kind of did predict them going 2-0, uh, but I was, I was silly, <laughs> incredibly silly, uh, maybe because I wanted points more than anything, I thought, <laughs> at this point. Uh, but I am going to go for Ents, because if we see anything like that Godsend uh, game, I, I don't think it's going to be a good job for Singularity. I do think they're going to improve, but they, I don't think they're going to make that many... The, there isn't going to be that much of a development change, I think, in a week. Uh, I think this is more of like a two-three week kind of situation, which it's coming from. Uh, if it, if I'm wrong, then Torret's done a great job. I know that he he's uh, he's been working kind of very hard and you know wanting to kind of sort these problems out, like he's always wanted to do. But I, I do have to give it ends on this one because I feel like they're a little bit more of a um, there's a little bit more cohesion in that team from what I've been seeing.
1: I mean, I, I would agree. I think it, it seems more likely yeah. that Ents are going to win. Um, so I, I'm going to go with an end win. They, they just seem to, in the games we've seen so far, just just show a little more. And I think, um, I think singularity when you do start off like that, when you do lose to Godsend who were predicted essentially the dead last by everyone, I think that that can have a, a knock-on effect on your sort of confidence. And I think it, it, it wasn't like there was, you know, uh, they were just it was a fiesta. And um, um. so I think Ents are probably a bit more stable and, a, and, a, and you know, more likely to take the win.
0: Yeah.
2: And Ents did, while going 0-2, did lose, I think it was Nordvind and Riddle. So they both yeah. lost to Nordvind. And then uh, Riddle is considered like a strong side as well for what one one being told anyway. So um, I, I expected Ents to be kind of like that middle of the table pack. And if you'd looked at kind of those rosters, I probably would have said, yeah, like 0-2 for both of them right now. I would have expected Singularity to go one on one and Enzo have gone zero and two if I was being smart about predictions and stuff. But <laughs> I wasn't. Um, so, but yeah, I just think Enzo are a better team. I, I like Kievo as well, and I hopefully we get to see a bit more from Kievo. I think.
0: Yeah, because I thought I thought he just, well, I wasn't too impressed with Kevo last week, to be mm. fair. Because I thought, you know, even the the comps. Let me just double check where they were playing because it, it seemed to me like they even had because they were. All, you know another team that were playing the like Ezreal or Felios, I think he played Ezreal both games. Um, but then he had like, yeah, he's he was like the first game against Riddle. And you know again we say that Riddle are um, probably one of the stronger teams, so maybe it's not such a, a worry. Um, but he had like Orn, Skarner, Oriano on his team, and it's like if, if that's not a, a comp that can stop you getting caught with Ezreal, who's with his E anyway, um, and yeah, it was a bit of worry, but you know we've seen from last bit that he um he has a good adc so you know he should pick it up i suppose uh let's go to the next game we've got Nordervind. It's another big game yeah big it is game. a big one as well yeah, yeah. nordvin yeah. against excel and um you're obviously going for nordvin aren't you tom because you've got to predict momus <laughs> to win
2: ah oh, no right ah oh, no i can i can't go if i pick nordvin then i'm predicting bt xl to go o and 2 and that is <laughs> that is a joke uh <laughs> Oh, Mumus is good. Listen no, to your it's heart of your BT. head, Tom. Yeah, it's BT. It's going to be BT. I, no. I think it's going to be BT this game. Um, I I think that BT will, if they do lose to Riddle, will want to win this game even more. Hmm. Uh, it could genuinely be be a case where they beat Riddle and lose to Nordvin or one of the others. I can't. This is actually two difficult games, I think, for BT um, yeah. overall because these are these are the two which I would have like like I said, I would consider like the contenders in the group. Um, and then you've kind of got the rest in group A. So um, this is BT's chance to kind of show us how good they are and if, and kind of how good the league is around them because, like, the team hasn't changed too much. And so it'd be interesting to see how these two sides can compete against them. Um, but I do think, actually, though, BTXL are, are going to beat Nordfin because I do think that Nordfin's strength is in that kind of top lane. Um, like they they have got moments. They've got other good players around that as well. However, they're a different side to riddle, and I think BTXL actually might be able to exploit that a little bit more. Mm-hmm.
0: I was really impressed with um, with Nulty in week one. He was another one we'd, mm. we'd said that well maybe question marks. He you know has um, has had questions but raised about.
2: This week, it's never been his skill. It's yeah, he's, his consistency. consistency. Yeah, and
0: yeah. yeah, both games last week. Yeah, I thought he did really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've still gone for XL. Um, I've listened to my head. Um, yeah, I think they're just they're just still too strong. for. Well, again, we've mentioned we've only seen like one game from them, so it's still a bit tricky. Um, or, or did we see two from Excel, actually? Uh,
2: I, um... We saw one, but oh, it, no, was, it was, was yeah, yeah. God sent. So it's yeah, exactly. like, what, so, what, do you, what do you really get from that? So,
0: right? you know, other teams may have caught up a bit um, and we just haven't seen them tested yet. So mm-hmm. it will be an interesting one. Um, but yeah, I'm still going for Excel. Uh, until i've seen a bit more at least i'm not going to go for any huge upsets just yet i don't think uh what about you josh
1: i mean i have got to go with excel as well i think they're, you know although not of any good i think excel are a level above um you know um, most of the rest of the competition mm-hmm. Fair so enough. I, you know i don't really have too much to say i think they just you know, i think they're just you know straight out better
0: yeah well then the uh the third game was sent against riddle um I've gone for riddle with, you know, I, I think that's a fairly obvious one. But, uh, you know, the fact that God Sent got, a, got one win against, obviously, a singularity that that wasn't playing well. Um, but we mentioned earlier the fact that they are just uh, a, a group. I think it was four out of five players that were, had won like a, a Danish qualifier. And, you know, they might not be the strongest team and probably by the end of the split, they they won't be. But I suppose it means the fact that they are pretty much a full team that's come... You know, with experience playing together it might mean that in the opening weeks they do get one or two more wins than we kind of expected because you know the, the other teams may be gelling still and decide are pretty much all just t- you know together from those uh couple of qualifiers i think they played in already but yeah it's still um i think that would still be a step too far for me to go for them over riddle i'd imagine you guys would think the same or have you got any mad upsets
1: i mean I, I'm going to go Godsend. I think Godsend are oh, going, no. going, going to be on a massive play after, after beating Singularity. And I think they've got abs- absolutely nothing to lose. And I think, you know, if Riddle are going to drop a game, it's probably going to be, you know, right at the start of the split. So I
0: you suppose, well, if you've got I'm, Riddle, God they've sent. got... Yeah, Riddle have got um, XL as their other game this week. Who are they really going to be be prepped for? XL or... Or godsend they're going to be just solely focused on uh, on XL, aren't they? Um, yeah, they're
1: going to lose to excel and they're going to they're going to hard tilt, and then they're going to run it down <laughs> versus Godsend, You know, gu- guaranteed. But yeah, no. I mean. Oh, so you want to change? You want to change, God's
0: change God's. Uh, the the XL riddle one then? You want to? Oh no, wait. You no, I'm chatting oh, I'm, I'm changing. Shit, I'm <laughs> I'm getting myself confused now. Never mind.
2: Um, subject. Tom, I, what are you going for? I like the uh, I like the optimism. Um, <laughs> if if godsend does win, I do I I don't. Oh, no, they can't. Like, I just don't. I don't think they can. Like, I get what they say. With like, there is like the chance of momentum, and I really appreciate the fact that if if this does go through, then you're kind of into in the guest predictions, which is really nice because I, I need. Right. Like <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, but I, I have to go for Riddle. I, I, cannot. Again, I cannot have them saying, "Oh yeah, they're gonna beat BTX out and then lose to <laughs> lose to content in the next game." I mean. It'd be great. It would be great, but no. I think the Riddle are a strong enough side. I think that they they've looked like a really good side. They looked good against Ents, um, and I do think that even though the priority may be beyond BTXL, uh, they're not like a, a, a they're not a side which I think is saying that we're going to win the division. So I think they're going to prepare for kind of every side very similar, and maybe even prepare for the Sent side uh, more after that that victory, despite it being maybe kind of similarities fault for, for a little bit of their play but the godsend still ended up winning and so maybe the fact that God sent did win might have actually got some teams to say well you know we can't take them we still have to pay attention to this side because they are still like a side which can do something
0: mm-hmm. Fair Enough, and then uh last game we've got tricked against m M&M. and um i've gone for tricked on this one it's kind of for similar reason we've we've spoken about um that they you know i'd we'd had rated them fairly highly before maybe higher than than some people had um uh-huh. but yeah the opening week they they did look pretty good and I, I you know i especially like the fact that they are playing something different i mean like Azir top the last time i remember seeing Azir top <laughs> was um I don't, I don't i'm not even going to remember who was playing it but it was in like a forge of champions qualifier or something i think we we did an episode on it tom and it was a guy got f- got swapped oh. to play Azir top yes. meant to be like oh, a counter pick it
2: was um it was hybrid. I think it was hybrid. Um, I believe it might have been like hybrid esports when they had the, the UK side and yeah the the <laughs> the mid laner went top and he yeah. went like zero and seven and it was oh, it was horrible <laughs> because all they did was just kept bullying him yeah and it, it felt really bad for the so I
0: yeah the so end. I I saw Wysor well, I saw like the I think it was like a last second swap they did in Chance deck and, and I just instantly got like flashbacks to watching that game um, but you know thankfully that well, thankfully for them, that's not what happened. Um, and it worked out, and Eren, and I think that it was, it wasn't like a totally random comp, I suppose, like, I think Elise Pantheon is, is like, a known sort of duo for diving, because they can just, where well, you've got point-of-click stun, and you can, uh, you can drop turret aggro and whatnot, so um, yeah, I don't know, it I think... It wasn't
2: a convincing game, though, like, it wasn't a convincing game, like, Dusty Work did hold their own against them, and, yeah. you know, Maybe against maybe if they trick did actually have more of a traditional side, they might have showed a little bit more than what they could have done. It did feel a little bit like I don't think the draft was actually that good. To be quite honest, I just think that trick just played better. Yeah, Too be fair, Aaron, Aaron did Yeah, Aaron,
0: Aaron got a few early kills, I think on Pantheon, and then like mm. Pantheon does drop off, and it. Yeah, I get what you mean. Later on in the game, it, it wasn't you know totally cut and dry. I don't think. What are you going for then, Tom, on that one?
2: Uh, I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for rid, uh, it, it, no tricked. <laughs> I'm gonna go for tricked. Uh, again, it's it's that insurmountable M and M. I think that next week I think we're kind of gonna get kind of more of a feel of because every time every team some teams have played three times some uh, some teams have played two times. So we're gonna get a little bit more of a feel of of where this division is gonna go, um, and especially like with the development, like I said with Monk and how that works, but I I think that if we're going off kind of individual strength of who I look through in the lane right now, I think that tricked look like a better side, and um, again, like I said, I don't think tricked played particularly um, they played well but I don't think the comp actually suited the the meta which we're in really right now, it just felt a bit kind of too aggressive, and if that's the way they want to play, it'd be good but it'd be interesting to see them kind of pick up these more meta chaps. Actually, have an Azir mid or something like that and see how they do against that. Um, and hopefully, it's kind of not you don't want to be stuck in a niche. Um, and maybe they'll revert to more of a standard style against Eminem and we'll, we'll see how it goes. Cause I can imagine with it being Monk, I can imagine them deciding to. well there's something buzzing, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> uh, I can imagine them deciding to kind of focus a little bit more on that mid lane because I, I don't know maybe if. I don't know too much, but I feel like if an ADC swap it to mid lane and, and hasn't really shown it that much, you're kind of looking at mid lane and thinking, right, that's where we could probably find a, a window to win. Also, I think M&M would also be looking at that, hopefully, and trying to work around how to counteract that as well. Um, but I, I could see it being a lot more of a mid lane contested matchup as opposed to um, where tricks were kind of playing all over the map, essentially, at some points in the game. So, yeah, so tricked, essentially. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What are you going for then, Josh?
2: I mean, I'm going to go with Trikta as well. I think
1: Soft, Soft for cheap had, uh, you know, the, the golden the golden trio, I think. They'll be on to you
0: if you don't say that, basically. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm going to get some angry messages in my DM. I wouldn't do it. But no, I think, I think, Trikta, I think Trikta will be a top six roster by, by the end of the split in terms of the overall, not in terms of in their group. Because uh, obviously there's only six in the group, so yeah <laughs> uh, <a> <laughs> to yeah to make that one clear <laughs> well, clarify that yeah but i think I think tricks are good and they have a good roster, and I think you know obviously after beating dusty, I think they're yeah, gonna be on and up, so yeah, I think I think it's gonna be a trick but cool
0: um, I think with that then that's the end of the predictions, and that's um pretty much the end of the episode um any last topics anyone want had in mind or anything you wanted to to get out of your chest, anyone?
2: group, which 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 group do you think is stronger, B or A? Like personally. Um, god, let me just double check what the groups are. I think, uh,
1: god, it's difficult. Yeah. Because, like, group A's got Nordavind, Excel, Riddle, who I think are all really good, and Group B's got Fnatic, US, Tricked. I- I'm probably gonna go with Group B. I think, mm. um, I think they're fairly equal in strength, but I think. Group A, I think Nordovan, Excel, Riddle, a clear top three, and then I think in Group B, Fnatic and us are a clear top two, and I think Tricked and Dusty are probably the, the strongest ones there. And I think Barrage and Eminem are probably a bit stronger than Singularity slash uh, maybe Godsent. So I think I think Group B on average is probably uh, yeah. a, a I top.
2: I would say I would say that Group A kind of has more of a like you, you can you can look at group A and think right. That's a, there's a top three there, I think, and then you would probably then toss it up between like Ents and Singularity. Uh, I, I when I was looking at the kind of like when the groups in full, I was like, to be fair, if you're Godsend, if you're ranked so low, I don't think you're actually too bothered about getting into this group because you do actually have a chance of getting that fourth spot. I, I would say more of a chance than what you were doing if you're in Group B, because mm-hmm. uh, say if like. Say if Godsend replaced Eminem or Dusty or for something like that, I couldn't see Godsend beating kind of like barrage tripped, you know, on the other four. Where I, I could see a world, despite obviously we having them so low, and they have been they've beaten Team Singularity. So really, all they need to do is do better than Ensen Team Singularity, and they could actually get into a playoff run. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that both both groups actually I think worked out quite even in, 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 as well as they could be it would have been, it would have been horrible to have seen like Riddle gone into Group B as well or, you know, I, th- I think that that would have been maybe a bit too top heavy uh, but you have got like two clear sides of Group B, three clear sides I would say in Group A and then you kind of got the rest which can, can fight for those remaining spots. So, I think the seeding worked out pretty well in the end.
0: Yeah, I think so too. All right, um, on that I think we can finish up for this one. Um, so yeah, thanks for coming on, Josh. Been a pleasure oh, to have you. Thanks for having me. No problem and, um, Thanks for env- everyone that's watching. I think we had a few um, feeded in on Twitch, and we got a few followers as well, which is nice. Um, if you are watching on Twitch still, you can follow on there. Otherwise, if you're watching this later on um, on YouTube or you're listening on Spotify, you can obviously follow on all of those too. Um, and our Twitter is all on the screen, so you can follow all of us personally um, and just have constant stuff from all of us. Uh, and, and yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. I think so. Thanks for listening. Um, yeah, see you next time.